spirit portals are open and a new world is dawning. A mysterious enemy has stolen Aang's staff and replaced it with a fake. Now four heroes must band to discover who is intent on stealing history's most important artifacts and perhaps something more sinister. It will take wit, strength, and determination to stop this threat and save history itself. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Back in the saddle, baby. Remote. In a little bit, y'all. And that's my fault. And um, welcome back to Dustfire Media's wonderful show, Relics of the New Republic. This is episode 12. Uh, I think you can imagine what happened uh, to me to prevent me from the last two episodes running normally. I went to a magical land called California. Oh. In it for some time, but thankfully Gus found me, fed me a meal at In-N-Out Burger, Indeed. and then gave me words of guidance, and I have made it home safely. And a hat. So, I got you. you a hat as well. What about yeah, the hat? You did, and we have a picture to prove it. <laughs> um, so, in case anyone was Gus. curious, this is not Group Blue Nation. There is a picture to prove. There is. There is a picture of us wearing our In-N-Out Burger hats. And I think we look pretty cool. We get one I... more sub on Twitch. We'll drop it in the chat. Ooh. I'm so <laughs> like sorry. was already background... grabbing it. Yeah. The background music Your just background? threw me off so much. I, try... I thought something was outside. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I would like to apologize, like, everyone. I chose alarm? that music months ago when i didn't know it was going to be used as like the background music forever i was like teehee how fun like the little music for our intro <laughs> wow it makes it so good like the production value goes up and then our all of our chaotic energy just gets increased because we're like oh a thing oh we're here sound <laughs> i think so <laughs> You know, if there's any issue, we could work it out with Justin and find a uh, a less interesting track that doesn't sound like something right behind us. I don't know. I like this one. No, I like well, it. I everybody just wasn't expecting. Oh my it. gosh! Yeah. Thank you for the hype train on Twitch, everyone. I will drop that picture now. Look at you guys. Ooh, hype train. <laughs> well, well. I am so excited uh, to GM again to continue our wonderful story here. And I'm joined by wonderful people. Hello, Nikki Bond. Hi. Hi, Will Jinkies. The girl with the plan who was never a man. Hi. Hey, hey. Hi. Danny Wickman. Hi. <laughs> Danny, you sound so <laughs> defeated by technology today. <laughs> Demi Flame just was not wanting to work with me, so it's okay. Yeah. And of course, my new in and out buddy, Gus. Hi. Hello. Everyone <laughs> be <ordered>. jealous. There's <laughs> a double double with chopped chilies. You add mustard. If you're like me and you have type 2 diabetes, you get a protein style. So you cut back on the carpies so you can enjoy mm. fries. And then you get a Diet Coke. And then you and Steve have a moment where you accidentally forget who has what and drink each other's beverage and it's yep. okay 
You uh, you survived, I see. So that's I lived. Good. I made it through. I didn't go into diabetic ketoacidosis. It was great. Good. Good. That's a relief. <laughs> and, um, you know, I know this won't be a surprise to anyone, but Gus is just as nice in real life. He's so nice. So just wanted to share that fun fact with everybody. Also, Gus, you're taller than I thought. Because I always, your camera angle is always pointed down. And this is the way I always see you. Yeah. So, you were perhaps all of you are taller, taller than, than I, I thought. Not me. Oh, okay. All of you are taller nope. than me. <laughs> Nikki, are, are you willing to reveal for for our audience the true height? Yeah, I'm 5'1". Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have. I think I have a clear sense oh. of what 5'1 is. Anyone else while we're on the subject? Or are we going to leave that a mystery? Uh, I'm 5'8 and a half. Oh, wow. back, you know, that's that's my height. I'm not very tall. <laughs> really? I that's thought you were even me. taller than that. I felt like you were no, the I same just, height as me. I just carry myself very well. I have good posture. I have years of 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 stuff that have made me feel taller. Well, <laughs> I didn't check if you were wearing wearing platform shoes, but I think you may need to ask your doctor to tell you your true height next time. <laughs> next time you get a checkup. We'll do. We'll do. I am not persuaded. For those of us in the metric system, oof. It's not in freedom units. I don't know how to do it. I'm sorry. Um, I am 1,227 millimeters tall for anyone using the good system. I will <laughs> give it to you in the least useful the method possible. <laughs> Thank you for that precision, Jinkies. And Danny, anything to add on this 175 subject? Uh, I think I'm 5'12". <laughs> six foot. So six? <laughs> that does not sound very it's sure. 5'12 with my driver's license. So. No, it does not. Take a does picture really of that. <laughs> that would be incredible. No, I would pay money no, for that it driver's does. license. <laughs> it's, just, it's just three feet on it. I did know somebody who had a misprint of their eye color. And it said green, mm. which I am so confident Ooh. is not a color. I so somebody that, messed that up. <laughs> my eye color says bro. <laughs> <laughs> I have That's a friend funny. who deliberately lied on all of his stuff in his license. So it says that he's uh, four foot eight and 382 pounds. Um, and the lady at the DMV did not tell him no, even though that was all clearly not true about him. Wow. wow. I didn't know it was so easy to break <laughs> the system. I guess it varies state to state as well. But... They probably can't question Well, typically it as well. you like fill up. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm interested. I did drop a DMV photo in general, in the chat. but especially if you're the person at the DMV who has to be like, I challenge the weight you wrote down on this card. Yeah. Oh, God. That would not go well. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do a little recap, shall we? Because I think all of us forget what happened. We got some nods. Okay. Yeah. It's been a bit. I, I remembered that we were in so, jail for pretty much all of last episode. And then we let out here this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. I love it. 
Um, so we did have a lot of time relative to our episode in jail, though in life perspective, not a long jail time, thankfully. Um, we had started out there. We learned, uh, overhearing some important things on the radio, that some great academy minds, particularly historians, have gone missing. We learned a little more about the wonderful gum rainforest roots. Rain we noticed that roots. something's that. not quite right. <laughs> something's not quite right with Tenzin, it seems. And we successfully broke all of you out of jail. But there was a lot more than you flooding out of the building by the end of that, thanks to Kumadi and her assistants. And so we had a riot, a jailbreak, people flooding out of the building. And perhaps the most significant thing in my mind that happened was that Jing Min met up with Kumadi and of her own accord said that she would join her. So that's some drama for you. Uh, I know it's been a while. Any questions? Any other uh, important details you'd like to ask about before we jump in? Um, we're playing Avatar Legends. <laughs> we are still. Yes. Stay inquisitive, stay curious, my friends. What is the status of Dumpy's financial holdings right now? <laughs> I think per what we've done on air, Dumpy's does not yet exist in a revitalized form yet. There is mm. promise, there is there is talk on the street, uh, but nothing more. Perhaps a champion needs to rise up and make it happen. <laughs> Follow-up question. Yes. Is there like a stock exchange system in Republic City? Yes. Can one invest in companies publicly? Like, could we perhaps make Dumpies, I don't know, publicly owned? Yes. Um, okay. I In my headcanon, there's for sure stock exchange. Um, in order to go IPO, you need to have an existing company that's doing pretty well. So I would suggest okay. you instead try to get seed money, raise your Series A, some type of, you know, okay. initial capital okay. for Should we find an angel investor again. for dumbies? That is the, that hey, is the right word. Welcome to Will and Gus make capitalism worse in Avatar. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we have a new title Mainly now. So we episodes. <laughs> we'll be opening dumpies and taking over the world aggressively with dumplings. It should now be called Capitalism of the New Republic. Oh, yeah. Well, it is a theme. We've already touched on the theme. We will probably see that much is a more. Pretty good. You can cut costs if you don't pay your employees a livable wage. Exactly. What the heck? They, 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 we can pay them in dumplings. For our work. I think it's crystal clear last time on air that I was in support of the cash bail system. I mean, just listen to my NPC who is at the kiosk outside of the jail. For the record, all opinions that I use through my NPCs reflect all of my true opinions, including the ones that completely conflict. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on air, so I rescind that. <laughs> 
just in case I say something weird as an NPC. <laughs> All right. Shall we? Yeah. I'm so ready. <laughs> I am picturing just kind of a slow-mo unfolding as we open tonight. We see the jail. We've seen people pouring out of it now under Kumadi's command. She walks confidently with Perla and Donna and now Jingmin at her side out of the gate. But as they're pouring out more of uh, Republic City's police and other emergency responders are showing up at the scene. Even the White Lotus descend the telltale uniform um, like it is unmistakable, their robes. Some of them appear to respond to this large incident. And we just watch as uh, Kumadi and those with her um, retreat into the city. Some people at the edges of their group getting tackled, bound, try people trying to put them back into jail. But by and large, it looks like they fade away and we see Amuk and Fumi and Lin on the other side, having come out of the building elsewhere, not caught up in the mob. You saw Jingmin for a moment at Kumari's side. You saw her retreat more or less safely into the crowd, but you have no answer for why. Otherwise, you've succeeded in your goal, which was to get out. What do you do? Uh, recover my stuff from Benny first and thank him for that. That's right. Benny stands beside you and he has turned over everything. It's intact, except, I should say, except for some of the legumes which were eaten. And... There's no rainforest roots gum left. I'm sorry to say oh, that was all well, chewed up. Benny by definitely the ate all the gum. Oh no, Benny <laughs> ate it on the way over. It could be Benny More, too. It could have been a group effort. Could be Benny. Did see Benny? Do we get anything extra from Benny's sticky hands, or is it just our stuff? Preferably, do we have Jingmin's bow? Oh. Wait, no, Jingmin had. Oh, Jingmin wait, no, had. Her Jingmin bow. has. I, 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 has her bow. Jingmin definitely has her bow. <laughs> yes, that is important. <laughs> Jingmin grabbed that and it never made it into police custody. So Jingmin was part of the breaking out operation, not the being broke out. So, yeah, you you have everything. And no, Benny does not, unfortunately, return anything beyond your own possessions to you. But he has done what you asked quite admirably. Oh, that was close. Well, there you are. Good luck with um, whatever you're doing. Yeah, thanks for all that, Benny. Um, uh, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there sure is. And he looks over at the White Lotus, who have just kind of tagged a few more people and are bringing them in through the other entrance of the building. 
some police officers are now cordoning off and putting out things to kind of warn people about what's happening. And they start instructing you, step further away from the building, please. We should probably step away from the building so they don't think we're part of that. Yeah, we're yeah, not a yeah. safe area. Let, let's do that first. Can we still see um, Chingmen and Kumari from where we are? They or have, have they already like faded out of sight and of into sight. the city? But Amuk, you would know several places to possibly find Kumari and uh, the Red Monsoon at this point. Once things calm down, if that is something you are interested in doing. Of course, you could pursue immediately. And I'd also like to remind Fumi that it is late morning on the day that she is expected to train with the eel hounds. You've got to go. Yeah, I do. Um, are you guys going to check on Jingmin? I don't really think there's much we can do at this point. It doesn't seem like she was taken. I think she went willingly. Samuk is just so like quiet, just are, almost just shut down at, at this point. Are you but okay with that? Looks enough? over at Fu. Looks over at Fumi. He's like, you know what? It's a really important day for you too. We we we'll figure it out. Let's. You're gonna be Probender. This is exciting for you. It's one of your dreams. Let's let's go. Yeah, let's let's, yeah. let's figure that out. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Plus, the further away we get here, I think the better at this point. <laughs> and just, just starts walking. It looks very, just not himself, very shut down. Still trying to be happy for his little friend. But Before we transition, <laughs> yeah, we, we, see, we see you start to walk away from this scene. Let's pause here to announce to our audience uh, what has happened by way of growth and advancement were the last some five episodes perhaps six um, <laughs> I won't ask all the questions on air this time they've already been asked and answered and so our players know what their points are and if they've taken an advancement I think everyone has question mark mm -hmm. I have I think so yep. I think everyone Amazing. Let's start with Nikki. What have you chosen for Fumi and why? What are you thinking about it? Yeah, I chose to um, boost up her focus by one because I feel like that's where she's at. She wants to really focus on like figuring out her airbending and just making it doing better with it. Yeah, I'd love just a touch more. Like, is there anything that particularly heightens her sense of the need to focus? Anything that's impacted her recently? I would say just, especially the thing that happened like with Tenzin, she won't, like he's the master of airbending and he's come under this. And so she's like, one, as far as she knows, the only one that knows what's going on from Air Temple Island. Mm. And she doesn't fully know what she's gonna do. Oh, that, yes, that hits. What about you, Jinkies? What have you chosen for Lynn? So we took a new move from their playbook. So we took Roguish Charm from, I believe, the Rogue. Um, so when you plead with an NPC or guide and comfort someone by flattering them or empathizing with them, mark one fatigue to roll with creativity instead of harmony. Oh. And 
your creativity stat is your strong stat, whereas harmony is not, correct? Yeah, harmony is uh, neutral, but creativity is a plus two. And I feel like giving Lynn the ability to be kind to her friends while doing something she's good at, right, in a creative way, is probably a little beneficial towards her trying to get close to these people that she's spending a lot of time with. Hmm. Nice. So she's internalized the sense of the importance of, of developing this skill. Yeah. She's messed up a couple conversations lately. So we're trying to improve <laughs> on that. I feel you in real life, girl. I feel you. <laughs> so how about Gus? Have you made a decision for a mook? Uh, narratively, I'm kind of stuck between the only two moves I have left. But I feel like they both fit. But I'm also not mechanically understanding one. So maybe if you can give me some clarification. Let's take a little look. So it's the it's no time for feelings is what it's called. Mm -hmm. uh, and it says when you have equal or fewer conditions marked than your highest principle, mark fatigue to push down your feelings for the rest of the scene and ignore condition penalties until the end of the scene. When you resist an NPC shifting your balance, mark a condition to roll with conditions marked max plus four. You cannot then choose to clear a condition by immediately proving them wrong. Mm -hmm. kind of what I'm feeling but I'm not 100% sure if I understand how it works yeah and this is something I've wanted to get into more in growing as a GM in this system is mm -hmm. um, using NPCs to try to shift your balance um, like I know some of you have already camped out sometimes at plus three on your balance track um, like right at the edge of things and if you you know uh, get pushed um, successfully, and someone shifts your balance off of your track, you get you get taken out of scene, uh, and it and it uh, changes your character. They have a new center that shifted one towards wherever you fell off the track. Um, so that is something we could lean into more. And no time for feelings would affect or impact how um, you can respond to that it's when you use the resist uh, shift in balance, which is a balance move. Um, mm -hmm you can essentially resist more strongly, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then for I don't hate you, I don't know if there's maybe just a typo on their sheet, but it says when you get encumbered someone in an awkward, understand understated or idiosyncratic fashion, roll with passion instead of harmony if you mark insecure or insecure is already marked. So I was like, oh, huh? I see. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it reads it reads awkwardly, but essentially you can mark insecure uh, to exercise this move. Or if it's already marked, you can just exercise this move. Mm, okay. Uh, I think it's going to be no time for feelings. Amuk okay. is leaning more towards his results versus his restraint at this point. He's already bloodbended and mm. he's lost his lodestone and a friend. And, and now he's ready to start, as, as they say, bashing skulls they stop it makes that. me so sad <laughs> yeah considering what Amuk just went through I that one fits like to a T I, that's why I'm like it's gotta be that one it, it has to like it hurts my feelings talking about it like I'm genuinely like getting sad oh, I'm yeah. so sorry <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh it's fine no. yeah that's, that's I hate real you, 
<laughs> no, really, it's fine. My God, it's fine. Bye. And and just to highlight, in case the other part of it wasn't clear mechanically as well, Gus, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are tons of times where we've had marked conditions, especially Jingmin has had all conditions marked. <laughs> um, and so you've noticed there's that minus two uh, to rolls related uh-huh. to specific conditions, right? And yeah, so you yeah. can exercise uh, as long as you have equal or fewer conditions marked than your highest principle. So if you're shifted, like, for example, if you're plus two or even plus three results mm-hmm. on your balance mm-hmm. track, if that's mm-hmm. where your balance is, um, then if you have, you know, let's say it's plus three, three or fewer mm-hmm. conditions marked, you can just ignore all of those conditions temporarily um, for the duration oh, of a scene. Okay. So you won't suffer a penalty on your roles. Any of the penalty of it. Okay, yeah. that, makes the, that makes way more sense. Because right now I'm sitting, I think, at a plus one towards results. And I still have afraid marked, which with no time for feelings would mean I would just ignore afraid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Perfect. Yep. Thank you and so that. as long as you have fatigue to mark, you can exercise no time for feelings until the end of a scene. And we'll just determine what the rest of the scene is mm-hmm. you know, when we cut it off. Yeah. Speaking of which, have we recovered any fatigue since since we are now doing growth and advancement as well? Can we we, recover we do fatigue? not. Yeah, there's no magic right. there. Last time you recovered from fatigue was Air Temple Island. And so you'll you'll need to nap if you need a nap, my friend. All right. I'm hoping he's going to do the old man thing. Right? Yeah, you guys did. Oh, yeah. Y'all did. Y'all did. Did, And I I think Danny asked the question at the top last time. And so um, I think I think I gave you a chance to recover from staying at Cho's or actually staying at your hideout. It's not Cho's necessarily. But all right, Danny, last but not least, what have we done for men of the house Jing? So, funny enough, I was also going to take no time for feelings, but I've decided to pivot. I have a whole, I comprise a whole list oh of moves God. to take just in case this happened. And wow. so instead, I am going, instead, I'm going for a move from the uh, Razor playbook from the Wanchitong Library rulebook called winning is everything i feel like this is kind of um this is the most jingmen name yeah of a it kind of it kind of yeah. plays into really <laughs> yeah it kind of it kind of plays into her like joining a gang too like just, you know this is dark yeah she wasn't already dark before um winning is everything when you choose to use dirty tactics targeting an innocent your foe is trying to protect throwing sand in their face etc at the start of the combat exchange Instead of using one of the standard approaches, say what you do and take a 10 plus instead of rolling the stance move. You become favored for this exchange and may choose your techniques from any approach. At the end of the exchange, your opponent may call out your disgraceful behavior and lack of integrity to shift your balance twice. So basically, basically I can use this to just do whatever I want. Any technique from all three of the stances at the beginning of the exchange, but at the end, I can be called out and they can force me to shift my balance twice. Wow. That's crazy. So, yeah. That's so rad that I said the word rad, which I never say. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as Gus said, no time for feelings, I was like, who? <laughs> 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 
I still well, might take it choices. at some point because, yeah, something you and Amuk have in common. Yes, you know. yes, yes. It's just hardened by the world. <laughs> well, I think we all made great character-appropriate choices. I'm excited to see you use these. Um, perhaps even tonight it will come into play. Well, let's get back into the story. Uh, we watch Jing Min and Kumadi uh, with Perla and Donna now transitioning through the back door into a red monsoon establishment, the Woozy Crown. Surrounded in time, short order, uh, by not only the usual faces, including LJ and uh, the manager of that establishment and others that you've seen, but a bunch of new people gather around Kumadi as they shuffle into this building. You've successfully escaped the authorities and Kumadi looks, just surveys the room coolly. And we don't hear her voice, but she begins to speak, just kind of standing up on a pedestal, addressing new recruits of the Red Monsoon who have just been broken out of jail. Her numbers are greater now than before. And Jingmin, I'm just curious, if, as we zoom in on your face, what are you thinking? I think Jingmin is surface level. She seems very angry, um, maybe like hurt and betrayed. Hmm. Uh, and she's using the anger to kind of, you know, push down like what she's actually feeling like the feelings of just sadness like she feels like she lost a brother you know like a big brother and so she's mm. just but she can't show sadness because then she'll get locked in a dark basement again so she has to just be angry <laughs> we will hopefully so yeah, that's what she's into dealing with that <laughs> We need a healing arc for Jingmin, everybody. Oh, <laughs> we need a no. therapist. Yeah, Don't stop. Yeah. Oh my god. What's the F? Oh no. My yeah. heart. We cut to Akifumi Yako. I imagine you are heading for the pro bending arena. Yes. Is that true? Very quickly. Okay. Fumi, I'm just curious, um, as as we uh, possibly step into the match today, um, how much fatigue do you have marked and uh, any conditions marked? Three fatigue, no conditions. Okay. Okay. I could I could call that middle of the road, maybe. Yeah, that that's fitting. <laughs> yeah. It's not waking up it's on there. your best day. You woke up in jail, you broke out, and now you're rushing to your match. So better <laughs> yeah. excuse than others might have. Yeah. You got to dig deep. That's... And that's not even to um, talk about the emotional turmoil. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. 
are there any therapists that listen to this <laughs> podcast? Do you have time to make your way out of the public city? Because we, we have a list for you. <laughs> there is a great need. Well, Lynn and Amuk, you exert yourself to keep up with Fumi as she races towards the building. And as you get close to the entrance, uh, you are greeted by two familiar faces. It's the other eel hounds, Mao and Xiang. And Mao, to your surprise, Fumi, because you were not nearly this close, embraces you on seeing you. Oh, thank goodness you're here. Oh, it, Fumi, is everything okay? I'm so, uh, well, uh, no is probably the better answer. Well, yes and no. Shang hits Mao. No, it's mostly no. Um, so, no. well, it's good that you're here. That's good. But it's not just a practice today. It's an exhibition. There's oh. like already a whole crowd and tickets and everything. And we got thrown into it last minute. And I'm so sorry to do this to you and to put this on you. But can you bend... Can you can you play with us today? Because the whole point of the exhibition is airbenders trying out pro bending, and they have Dallasse. Oh you know Dallasse. They have Dallasse. Oh. Yeah. So they, oh. you can see his hands just shaking. So they have paired Dallasse, and just, Shang just push, pushes him aside. So they paired Dallasse with the buzzard wasps. So it's a tough match, but the whole point isn't necessarily winning. Though it would really help our reputation if we win. Oh my gosh, this That's is That's what so he was cool. going to say. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We have to do this. Oh, so you're good. You're good. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Everything, Mouse seems slightly great. heartened. We're, we're going to focus on this. Okay. That's great. And he just nods way too much. There's just lots of nodding. Oh, okay. We should go inside and warm up. There's not yeah, much time. Yeah. Good idea. Um, Amuk, Lin, I will see you guys after the match. And yeah. Okay. She's like, all right, we'll go look for some snacks, I guess. Yeah, don't get hurt. That would suck. Bye. <laughs> now, Nikki, uh, Fumi would be aware that the conversation about airbending being incorporated into pro bending is very much evolving. It's in its nascency, right? And mm -hmm. so there are not hard rules prohibiting specific airbending moves or anything like that. Uh, whereas everything else is at a great point of refinement. You know, there's no headshots allowed for firebenders or earthbenders, but there are headshots allowed for waterbenders, for example. That type of specific does not exist for airbending. And, and so you know that there's very low likelihood that a ref will call anything um, that you do outside of the normal rules, like staying in your zone, for example. Um, but uh, you, you warm up quickly. Um, you have a, an exchange, uh, you know, warming up first with responding to some uh, dodging earth bending discs, then dodging balls of fire um, from Sean. And afterwards, you feel just a keen sense of the opportunity that this is. Um, particularly, I'm thinking of your playbook, Nikki. 
Um, yeah. This is a real opportunity for the right kind of fame. Can you remind me uh, with your with your playbook choices, um, like what your like crowd or constituency is? I forget what the term is, but. Um, so for my reputation, the base is monastic, mm -hmm. but the target is urban. Okay, so this is your target, <laughs> the people yeah, of Republic City. And you can hear <laughs> just rising slowly as you're warming up the the murmur of the crowds and the energy that is outside waiting for you. I would like to give you the status empowered. Yay. All right. Now, Lynn and Amook, have you taken a look at arena moves? Yes. If not, if it's been a while, that would be something it's to pull up. Bit. It's all right. That'd be something to pull up in your book because this, you don't have to sit idly. You can do stuff before, during, and after the match as fictionally appropriate. There's a bunch of moves that you can do and they're super fun. And for those listening to this, if you haven't tried this aspect of the Korra era, it looks super fun. This is my first time trying it with anybody. Um, and so this would be something to look at if you have the Avatar Legends game. It's super cool. Um, I, I'd like to actually look at a few of these. Uh, maybe I'll just read uh, one or two of the arena moves. What page is that on? 65, I uh, believe, of the Republic 68. City Supplement. 68. 68. Is, at least that's what I printed out. So close. So close. My GM brain must be sharpened. I was not referring to that. Do not worry. Oh, okay. So, for example, uh, an arena move could be a motivational speech where you rally and unite um, a PC team. Um, and you can give them bonuses. Uh, you could do a scouting report where you scout out the opposing team and analyze strengths and weaknesses or listen to any rumors about what's going on with them or otherwise gather some type of important information that could give an advantage in the actual match. Um, you can place bets. You can wager uh, on a team's success or failure. Um, these are all things that you can do with arena moves. Highlight moves are the moves that we will see from Fumi and the NPCs that play with her on the Eelhounds. Um, you get one highlight move each time you're assigned for the round. There are just three rounds, each representing a minute of the pro bending match. Um, and so if we had three PCs, it'd be typical that one of you would have one round uh, for a highlight move. Second person has a second highlight move. Third has a third highlight move. And then that's the end of the match. Um, now, since you'll be playing alongside NPCs, we'll do something a little different. And um, other than that, any questions mechanically? It's okay if they come up in the context of the actual um, match, but I'm curious if you have anything before we jump into this very new game within a game. How much money do we have on us? We might not have any money. <laughs> Yeah, Jingmin had most of the money. Oh, I'm sure you guys right. have your own like pocket change, right? Didn't yeah, I mean, there's you know, I bet let us some pocket change. Wait, I remember Jingmin not having <laughs> little much money. money when they were talking about bail, though. It's true. When we talked about, do you have two handfuls of yuans in episode 11? 
uh, we established <laughs> that you had just a few pennies to scratch together, Jingmin. Uh, I think that Probably was a little, you're... a little less than one handful, a little less than a Jingmin yeah. handful. That's right. That's right. <laughs> small hands. Very important unit in our game. So, um, most of the money was just kind of gathered together the first time your pockets were emptied uh, when you were captured by Kumadi, right? And Jingmin left that scene grabbing the bow and arrows, not the cash. Um, so all of your stuff was eventually at the Republic City Police. So I will say you do have some handfuls of yuans. Most of it was probably Jingmin's. Um, so do with that what you will. I'm at we peace with betting her money. We're not the happiest with her right now. We need to gamble <laughs> in order to keep eating. So yeah, we're putting we're gonna, all, we're all the that. money on Akumi. <laughs> Yep, we're oh, going love all it. in on Brad. Oh my gosh. We're going to find out the odds. We're going to hit a 10-part parlay. It's going to be great. <laughs> should, we, should we put a little bit of money on the opposing team just in case? Just in case. No, we, need, <laughs> we need to find out the odds. We'll talk to the bookie, but just in case, he's going to be okay. Okay. So fun. So fun. Well, <laughs> you shuffle in. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hedge your bet. Smart gamblers here on our crew. Um, so, Fumi, you step out. The doors open, and Mao says, "Okay, it's it's our time. You're gonna do great." And he leads out first, and you hear over the PA system booming. And we have Mao of the Eelhounds, and just eruption of applause. It's shaking the arena. Followed by Sean and their new airbending exhibition edition, Aki Fumiyako. People go absolutely nuts to see an airbender uh, walk out onto this uh, arena stage. Um, I'm curious, Fumi, have you done anything with your appearance or are you still just rocking the usual? It's totally fine if it's um, the usual. Yeah, just rocking the usual, but you know, with the um, headgear and pads on. Absolutely. Yep. And Fumi we is have. Off the bounce right now. She's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> the opposing team, the Buzzard Wasps, joined by no. Dallas A. Oh. <laughs> booing furious in the audience this is your booing though intense is somewhat drowned out by the general excitement of the place Lynn. though things may shift uh, who knows wow. dallas a is leading a team of one firebender zama and rochek a waterbender and so fumi you take stock of this and so you see that you're against an air a fire and a waterbender whereas your team has an earthbender a firebender and yourself well, ladies and gents, we know that this is an exhibition of airbending. Rules will be lighter, only as it pertains to the airbenders. Why? They're not yet established. And the audience laughs a bit. We are here <laughs> to celebrate coming together across our differences. We would like to thank President Moon for her idea of this match. And we would also like to thank her for attending today. And a spotlight is placed on a booth where President Moon is standing. And uh -oh. she politely waves to everyone. 
We thank you for your presence during these difficult and strange times, President Moon. Let us all enjoy the festivities and the match. And we'd also like to mention just a brief word regarding the sponsors of each team. We have Zephyr Skydancer backing the Eelhounds, and a bunch of people absolutely rave. Some are foaming at the mouth. One person falls out of the stage and into the water far below. They have to get him out. Um, oh, no. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. Lynn's a little nervous about that now. <laughs> it would take a lot it's of like... commitment, Lynn, to like fall <laughs> into the water from the higher seats. Um, this person was clearly not your usual case, but uh, people are ravingly excited about Zephyr Skydancer. Zephyr magnanimously just kind of gestures at everyone, broad sweeping waves. Oh, you're too kind type of a posture. And then sits down. And we actually have a new sponsor who just acquired the Buzzard Wasps. None other than... Woshi Ikeru of Cabbage Corp. And there, oh my god. Oh why? There is some applause. Most of it seems just a little bit perfunctory. Everyone's so used to clapping that they just keep clapping. It's kind of the mood, but um, they do clap. And a very stiff um, man with wispy hair and unassuming expression and glasses on. You can see him as they spotlight him briefly at the other end of the arena, Fumi. And he's smiling. And even at this distance, you can tell the smile is not a friendly smile. It looks like the smile of someone who is about to, like a wolf about to eat a meal. Well, without further ado, let's begin the match. Lynn, Amuk, I would like to ask you if you will do any mm -hmm. pre-match arena moves. We're gambling. Um, yeah, we're absolutely <laughs> yeah. gambling. Uh, but Our in order to gamble much more effectively, I think we're going to scout the competition, I think was what you said was one of the moves. That is one of them. Yeah. So we best know what we're up against here. Okay. So a scouting report. Would you like to handle that role, Mook, while Lynn handles the uh the place your bets role, perhaps? Before before we do that, <laughs> Lynn, if all of our money and just go if if we lose this, we aren't gonna eat. No, like, no, no, it's fine. I'll get a job. A I've I've been thinking about it anyways. We'll make it work. Okay, okay. But also if we can pull this parlay off, we'll be good. Yeah, but we'll be so good. Hell, Fumi, that we're betting. She doesn't need the extra pressure, right? We shouldn't tell her? No, and she's all the way down there, and we're up here. It's going to be fine. Okay, all right. But I just I just want to let it be known that the guy who owns the other team is a guy that does not like us and does not like Fumi. And I'm really, I... really, really worried that they're going to play dirty to get back at Fumi. Okay, I have a plan for that. It's not it's not great. Okay, we I'll might, take not great. If we might have to cheat a little bit. How are we going to cheat from up here? We're both benders. We could just you know, to help out. 
I do, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see if they're gonna play dirty. I'll be. I'll go. Yep, you do that. What am I rolling with this for this? All right. So scouting report says when you scout the opposing team by analyzing their strengths and weaknesses, listening to rumors, watching closely, or otherwise gathering information, roll with focus. On a hit, you can convey your learnings to help your teammates determine what they should look out for to take advantage of in the match. And so I'll just say fictionally that you would have a, an appropriate way of passing passing this info to Fumi if that's something you decide to do, because I'm still just calling it mm -hmm. pre-match. Um, okay. uh, otherwise, you could do what you want to do with the information instead of passing it to Fumi. Uh, on a hit, you learn one unknown advantage or weakness of the opposing team if there are any. Um, on a seven to nine, pick one from the list below. Uh, on a 10 plus pick both. And so there are several we can look at. Um, but tell me what you're doing in the fiction, Amook. In the fiction, Amook's yeah. just going to start like listening to the crowd, seeing what people are saying. Uh, but at the same time, looking over at kind of like the coach. Seeing like, are they being shady? Are they, are they maybe, you know, the old, the old, Peppermint powder on the boxing glove trick. Oh. Um. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Seeing if they do anything maybe to the water or any of the dirt. Uh, and I rolled. This is an exciting start. Brand new roll for 2024. Yep. I got a six <gasps> and a five. Hey. Oh, Eleven. <laughs> plus one to the focus, which makes 12, baby. Starting 2024 strong. <laughs> wow. Here's high rolls. Let's see. Let's so check. on a 10 plus, you can pick both of these options. And there are only two. So we'll see what you want to do with them. Um, your team carries plus one forward against the opposing team for several moves uh, that you could choose, Fumi, when you're up there, including precision knockout, down and dirty, or trash talk. All of those are highlight moves that uh, PCs can use when they're pro bending. Uh, the second, what's that for me or uh, Nikki? I don't see precision knockout in my notes. Oh, precision knockout. Let me scan. Oh, that's a great point. Where is precision knockout? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll have to take issue with Magpie Games for that one. If you get suddenly inspired to to know what that move is, let me know. I'm gonna do a little quick check while you guys are you're saying the rest of it. Yeah, very well. And the second option um, for a scouting report: your team holds one point. Any pro bender can spend that hold on a highlight move to choose a ten plus option even if they didn't roll a 10 plus. So you get to give both of these benefits to Fumi's team. That's incredible. Um, let's Huge. let's lean into what happens, Mook. So you're making your way uh, kind of through the crowd because mm -hmm. the folks immediately around you as they're getting seated, you know, they're saying all the types of things you'd expect fans to say. Most of it not of consequence, arbitrarily hyping up one player or another, talking about how they haven't heard of this Fumi, and so there's no way she could stand up to Dallas A. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, you do notice as you look down across the arena, just an ex- a, a menacing expression on Woshi Ikeru's face as he has an exchange of words with the coach and the coach is nodding seriously as though taking instructions. And he's looking back and forth at the arena and yes, Will. This is just my angry face. I should not have raised my finger. I apologize. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. <laughs> I love that your angry face includes an angry hand and an angry finger. Just like, oh. Yep. No, <laughs> it's I'm... It's all good. It's all good. Um, and so uh, you see this and as you kind of make your way further into the crowd, uh, you see somebody who is... Um, standing in just a simple black suit and tie uh, with a hat that covers kind of shades a bit of their eyes and this person you're sure of it as you pass just behind them nods a few times as they look out they're standing right at the railing so that they're not nodding to anyone obvious until you look and you see directly across the way that they're Mm -hmm. actually nodding at a signal a hand signal from the coach. And so you're standing next to somebody, just another member of the audience who may or may not be in cahoots with the opposing team. Aside from that, um, you don't know any specifics. This is the advantage that it seems the opposing team has, which is that they're Mm -hmm. coordinating something with someone who's standing in the audience. Anything else would have to unfold. During the match itself. Yeah, but the mechanical benefit is still there. Fumi, make sure you note that your team has a plus one um, on those three moves. Of course, one of them may not exist, precision knockout. Yeah, I actually could not find that (laughs) from a a search. Yeah, (laughs) if you do down and dirty or trash talk, you'll take a plus one on that roll. And then, uh, and that's true for your team. So even if you're not the one who who takes that role, and then make sure that you also know that your team holds one, which is a point that can be spent just for this purpose. Uh, you can, uh, you know, spend that hold on a highlight move and choose a ten plus, even if you rolled something uh, less than first. Okay. So cash those in when you will. All right. Oh, so it's for like the whole match. Yeah, well, the the hold one is for whenever you spend it during the match, so it's a one use. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then the plus one forward, I read that as for the duration of the match, any of the applicable Got moves you. will have a plus one. That okay? Now I now I'm following the difference. Okay, I'm going to um, stick with what I was thinking before for my highlight move. Um, I think she wants to show off how good she is, so she's gonna do over the edge against the waterbender. I love it. Let's hold on to that roll and see what Lin's bets look like. And then oh, yeah. we will cut to Jingmin. Don't worry, Danny, I haven't forgotten you either. I mean, I'm, I'm sure just, you're having I feel I feel like I'm a viewer. I'm I'm enjoying this. <laughs> good. <laughs> That's I'm good. Just vibing. just vibing over here. Just Lin. Vibing. It's time to place bets. And when you place a bet on your team's success or failure, uh, you tell me. Uh, what result you're betting on and what you hope to earn. For example, and you know we don't do numbers here, right? But say enough money to buy a car, uh, enough money to pay rent for a year, 
uh, enough money to bribe someone in a certain way. Think in terms of a goal and use that as you think about how much money uh, you would like to earn out of this. Um, I'll tell you, uh, you know, what the wager must be. And if the outcome you predict comes to pass, um, then we roll and then we essentially on a hit collect winnings. Uh, Jinkies, so first we'll handle the say, first half. You should no. say you want enough money to rise up as the overlord of Republic City so you can then burn <laughs> it to the ground. You know, that's a great idea, actually. Proletariat, stand with me for one moment. <laughs> um, but can I place two bats? <laughs> I don't see anything that says you can't. I think it's fun. I don't want to shut okay. it down. So let's see what happens. And if we realize it's a mistake later, then our listeners will learn with us. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I want to win enough money to ensure that there is somewhere Jingmen and Amuk can live indoors for like a month. And I want to put that amount of money down on Fumi's team. On the flip side, however, I do want to put down enough money where I could win one last meal for all of us to have together on the other team. Oh, that's that's sad. One last meal? Because if we're going to starve... <laughs> At least we can starve having noodles one last time. Right, and then we'll deal with the hunger later. <laughs> Wow. All right. So if I heard that right, it's Jingmin and Amuk in an apartment for a month. Mm -hmm. Is And that's a bet that you're placing in favor of Fumi? Yeah. Or, and then against okay. Fumi, it's the smaller yeah. bet. Oh All my right. gosh. So we're going to lose money regardless here. Um, <laughs> this is just a really anxious Lin wanting to make sure we don't starve tonight. Yeah. And so just fictionally, I'm just going to say most of your cash, pretty much all of it, not not exhaustively, but pretty much all of it is going to be required for these two wagers. Yep. More, it sounds like, for one month of rent for two people, but then a still significant amount for your last supper, should you need to spend it on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is super fun. Uh, I know you're eager to roll, but it says that uh, if the outcome you predict comes to pass, then you roll, and then we'll mm -hmm. determine on a hit if you collect your winning. So we'll hang on to that. And I know you're eager to jump into the match, Nikki. Uh, <laughs> but let's let's take a look at what's happening with Jing Min uh, for oh, a bit. God. Jing Min, we cut to a scene that is much quieter now. Not just quieter than the roaring arena, but also quieter than... Kumadi's welcome speech to all of these new enthusiastic recruits who have just been broken out of jail by her hand. It's quiet. You have a room to yourself um, where people have uh, directed you to a cot. Um, they even have snacks. Um, they've provided you with uh, whatever else you need. And Kumadi comes into your room and just looks at you and brushes her hair aside. Scouting. Are you settling in, Min? Um, 
Actually, yeah, let's pause there because Gus, you're right to call this out. So um, Justin just found a discrepancy. Scattering report gives you a plus one to over the edge highlight move. Mm. Well, that's the one I was planning on using anyway. So that works. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So it's to over the edge. So the other one we were reading, the precision knockout thing was just a fluke. Never, it right? never existed. <laughs> the move they thought they made, but they didn't make it in the final product. <laughs> <laughs> There was a misprint in the book, but the play materials have it right. Wow. Okay. Somebody cool. send an, a slightly upset letter to Magpie Games. <laughs> all caps. Take that. An all caps email. Yeah. No, no, no. Friendly. We're not that mad. <laughs> Lower, well, I wrote lowercase. That in my notes. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Well, well. So Kumari comes in. Are are you settling in, Min? Um, as she comes in, um, uh, we can see Jing Min is sitting there. And typically, um, the arrows that Jing Min fires, they're more or less arrows that she'd have access to, like training arrows that maybe have like a not so much like broadhead tip, but you know they're like metal tipped, almost like ballpoint tipped, and they can pierce things. But um, Kumari and us, seeing this as well as viewers can see, uh, Jingmin is uh, fashioning like sharpened broadhead tips to all her arrows. Uh, tips that are meant to do a significant amount of damage. And she's doing that as Kumari walks in. She, and she goes, Yeah, everything's fine. Do you need something? Well, I was wondering if you would like tea. Like, like right now? Or are you wondering if I like it? Yes. Like you're asking if I want to drink it? If you would like to drink it now, Jingmin. Kumari, if you could be forward with me, I'd appreciate that. Kumari gives a perplexed <laughs> expression. I do feel that I'm being forward, Jingmin. I'm offering you tea at this moment, which you could drink at this moment, if you would like my I, company. I, I know that you are eager to train. I'll take that as a yes. Sorry, I'm just, I was focused on something, and you interrupted me, but I would like some tea. All right. Um, and you All see, right. she just drops a bunch of the arrows in the bow and sort of stands up and faces her. <laughs> where where to, you? sir? Kumari steps, uh, just putting her head into the hallway and then gestures at somebody. And then they come in and they, they bring hot tea into your room. Right here is fine. And she sits down on the floor and folds her legs and invites you to cross your legs and join her in uh, the center of the room. Jingmin joins. Okay. Joins it on the floor. Uh, Jasmine tea is poured uh, for Kumari, but I'm curious... Uh, Min, what is your favorite tea? Jingmin's favorite tea is like, it's a, it's this like form of like ginseng, like root that grows um, in the Fire Nation along the edge of the volcano. But it's, it's almost akin to like ginger because it's, there's like a 
kick to it. It's like hot. And so she specifically mm. asked that. I don't know what the, the name is. The name is literally just fire ginseng. Sounds good. There we go. We have options. And Kumadi, you know, grabs the box out of the other hand of the attendant and opens it to you. And, and you see your, your beloved tea of choice. Fire ginseng. Uh, that, that one, please. Good. And so moments later, they leave you too. And you have your tea steeping in hand. And Jingmin, if it were possible to be soothed in this moment, the tea would contribute to that. Okay. The aroma, the familiarity of it, uh, it's, it's powerful. And Kamadi's presence, though you've always detected this severity in her, mm. uh, is strangely comforting. Mm. Yeah, I think Jingmin, Jingmin allows the the soothingness of both the tea and Kumari's presence. She'll allow that. As we steep in this moment, we pause for an ad break. <laughs> That's the real gag. That's the real gag. <laughs> the pun. The pun. That caught that me good. genuinely off good. guard. That was so <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Do we have some rainforest roots while we were gone? Rainforest roots. It's chewy. I don't know. No, I like cabbage corn. Lynn's going to destroy the section of rainforest roots in a grocery store. Feels <laughs> like the forest looks. Rainforest <laughs> chew. I will feel the roots. Chew. <laughs> How it choose to feel five rows. Uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we need a blooper reel of all just rainforest roots ads and attempts at ads. I'm trying to, I'm trying I'm to think on it. Rainforest roots as chewy as the rainforest is thick. There you go. <laughs> well, you, you ain't never had gum this thick. <laughs> Rainforest roots. The only way you'll be able to burn and slash these prices is if you destroy the rainforest. <laughs> that's oh the that's the cabbage part. Chew rainforest gum. Cue footage of us falling through the bridge. No, oh, there you go. How it feels that you rainforest gum. <laughs> I, I would love to just while we're riffing on this, encourage all of our listeners. You know, feel free to make rainforest roots ads and uh, submit them in the oh, in the yes. chat. Not oh in the, my not God, in the Twitch do. chat, but in for for safekeeping in our Discord, so that I can look at them later and possibly incorporate them into the show. I think that'd be really yes. fun. Or if you forget about it, hashtag Dustfire Media on any social media platform. I stalk divas. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That would be fun. That would be a way to share it with the world and with us. So, yeah, let us know what you think. I should read as a Rainforest Roots ad. Um, there will be opportunities for those, I'm sure. Well, it's appropriate that you take that long, peaceful swig, Danny. Um, after that, after Jingmin takes that sip, Kumari sighs. Sometimes I forget how young Jingmin is. It's totally appropriate for you to slurp. 
Nin, I know you're eager to train and that I've promised you um, techniques. But first, I want to ask you a more essential question. One that I think is imperative for me to understand in order to teach you properly. Jingmin, why do you fight? To get better. To get better at fighting? I, I guess, yeah. But why fight in the first place? People fight for many reasons. It is essential that I understand yours. I spent too long not fighting, just waiting and listening. And I only got hurt. I think the only option there is is to fight. How old are you, men? Twelve, does that matter? Kumari looks into her tea for a moment, contemplatively. I shoot like a, I shoot like a fifty-year-old. Uh, I'm sure you do. Like a like a fit fifty-year-old though, who has really strong arms who can shoot well. Right. She looks into your eyes deeply, Jingmen. It is sad to find ourselves in a world that makes warriors out of children. But here we are, fighting, and fight we must. You say that you were waiting and listening for too long. What happened? What do you, what do you mean? What happened? Like you general? said that someone hurt you. What happened, Jingmin? Some, someone hurt me. What? Everyone hurt me. Kumari, is this what you want to do? You want to have tea with me? And you, what? You want to, I don't know what you're trying to do, but I don't, I don't like this tea break anymore. And I think you should leave. This is helping me to understand what I must teach you, men. And whether you are ready to learn it. I'm sure that if I offered you a deadly technique, you would accept and to train ardently without hesitation. Is that right? Of course. But if I offer training of a different kind, preparation of the mind and spirit, would you also accept this training to ensure that you know when to use deadly techniques? If, if you think it'll make me better, and yes. Good. If you're feeling uncomfortable, or if this is already painful, I would take that as a sign that you are doing the harder thing. You're prodigious in skill. I have no doubt that within moments, let alone hours, you could learn what I have to teach you in the way of combat. But that comes easily to you. First, you must do the harder thing. And that is to learn how to wait and to listen again. Because I suspect that you've forgotten both. Am I wrong? And I guess you're right in a way. 
what separates us from thoughtless monsters is a clear purpose, a vision of the world we fight for. A war is coming, Min. Did you know that? No. A war between the Red Lotus and all who stand against them. And I, for one, will stand against them. And I want you on my side when that war comes. But wars are not won by the strength of a single bow. They are won by numbers, information, and spirit. This is why I will have you do the hardest things that I can think of to prepare. Do you understand? I understand. You, you, you had asked who hurt me. One of the one of those people was my grandfather. He was the main source of my training and the man who has made me who I am today. Just before I ran from my family, he revealed to me that he was a part of a group that the rest of the world didn't see eye to eye with. That group was the Red Lotus. That's the reason Marty's I ran. eyes flash. You were right to run away, men. I'm done running. I want to stand with you against the Red Lotus. I want my arrows to riddle the bodies as they lie on the floor like a field of long grass. Then you are in the right place. (laughs) The most dangerous thing a person can become is one who forgets why they are fighting. So over the next several cups of tea, I want you to hold that purpose as clearly as you can in your mind. And then I will ask you again why you fight, and it's okay if your answer has changed or expanded. This is one thing we must be sure of as we proceed. Take all the time you need. Tea is not in short supply. She smiles and nods and then makes to leave. Um... And then I think after a moment of her leaving, uh, Jingmin is just like staring at the tea. And um, I think we kind of like see flashbacks of like a mook trying to like get her to meditate with him and stuff like that. And then we cut back and we see Jingmin just staring at the tea again. And the Jingmin sort of closes her eyes and just starts sipping the tea. And um, with her eyes closed, sipping the tea like that, because, you know, she's a child. For the first time, like, ever, she really just tries to, like, meditate. And Mm. on, specifically, but specifically on what her and Kumari talked about. Like, what her drive is. And she sees, like, images of her, like, fighting people. Because at first, that was just what she wanted to do, get better at fighting. But then... She starts to imagine her like fighting Red Lotus members specifically. And then we see an image of her launching an arrow into her grandfather in her mind. 
and she opens mm. her eyes and we see this look of anger in her eyes and a smile. Whoa. We cut to the pro bending arena. Fumi, you step onto the platform, cheered on by the crowds. Amuk, I'm curious if you've passed word to her regarding the man in the suit. Or if you're just op, op, uh, you know, acting on that information yourself. I feel like Amuk would hold off just yet to not like make her nervous. Isn't mm -hmm. confirmed any tomfoolery just yet, but getting getting suspicious and watching. Okay. Yep. She's got plenty on her plate, so I can understand that. Fumi, you step forward onto the platform, and before you know it, you hear the first buzzer for round one. The team has told you before you All step right. on, Mao said. Obviously, we can't predict what will happen, but this is an exhibition and they want to see you bent. So we'll do all we can to give you the spotlight, especially round one and round three. Start strong, finish strong. That's what the media said. Got it? Got it. I can do that. Okay. And as you hear the buzzer, you have a choice to make. What will you do? Fumi is going to go straight for the waterbender with like flashing out her air like with a few punches to try and push her over the edge or him. Yeah, let's see. Who did I put here? The waterbender is a dude presenting person named Rochek. I did not spell that right, but whatever. It's all good. I will spell check our shared name document later. <laughs> what is your... um? Highlight yeah, we're gun gunning for uh, over the edge. Over the edge. I'm sorry if I missed that. Okay. Can you read over the edge for us? All of these moves are new. And we're here to learn. Yeah. <laughs> um, minus two if we are angry or insecure, which Fumi is not. Uh, when you try to knock one specific opponent off the edge of the platform, mark one fatigue and roll with focus. On a hit, your technique works. Describe how you manage to knock your opponent into the water, helping your team secure victory this round. On a 10+, plus, pick an option from the list. Your team carries a plus one forward against the opposing team for trick shot or duel. Uh, if this move is successfully executed in the second round, you have one victory by knockout. Excellent. All right. Um, yeah, let's see that roll, and then, and then we, can, miss, we can get into the details. Our... Yeah. All right. So that is... Mm. A six plus one for focus and plus the one for the um, scouting report, right? Yeah. Is that on the list? Over the edge is one of the three moves you can apply it to? Yeah. Okay. That's that's the one that was precision knockout. Awesome. Awesome. That makes sense. So that puts me at an eight. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, your technique works. Um so we don't choose one of the additional options from that list. That's just the 10 plus. So just narrate for us knocking this person out. Yeah, Fumi does not let up. She just immediately starts gunning for the, the poor waterbender. Um, 
and she like dodges to the side as, a, as some water comes her way and just whap with like throws her hand up with a huge blast of air. Rochek is just blasted backwards by this arc of air that comes from your arm. And what remained of his water attacks just fizzle into the air. And some of the water gets blasted back at him. And so a soaked Rochek stumbles backwards and falls right off of the platform into the water below to uproarious applause. That's what I'm talking about, says Mal. And All right, we got it. You win round one, Boomy. Yay. Um, let's go to round two. This time I will have an NPC. Normally I'd pass to a different PC and the GM just chooses who goes for a highlight move. I'm going to have uh, the girl on your team, Shang, uh, step forward in the next round. And just so everyone knows how this relates fiction to kind of the initial sport, we're imagining a bunch of things happening in these rounds. And the highlight move is just that. It's a highlight. It's the significant event that the camera would zoom in on. It seems like it determines an outcome in the match. So you could imagine tons of chaos for all that's happening here. And then the thing that we name as our move is the most significant takeaway. It's like if you were to read a summary or hear a summary of the sports event on the radio or something like that. And I'll actually have you do that just so you can have it queued up in your brain uh, for the next move in round three, Nikki. Um, I want you to narrate that move from the perspective and voice of uh, the announcer. Oh, gosh. I think that would be really fun for you to be one of the sports announcers. That is a lot of fun describing it from the outside so um so for round two um the buzzer sounds and we zoom in on the face of shang who is yes your firebender and the move that i'm going to choose for her is ooh, i like razzle dazzle Mostly for the name, I have to confess. Who could who could withhold? Yeah, that one, that one is a good one, though. Who could not razzle-dazzle <laughs> if they had the choice? And so, um, just for those who want to learn the game, uh, this says, when you show off your spectacular techniques or blazing speed to intimidate your opponents, roll creativity, mark one fatigue. On a hit, describe how your display led to creating an opening for another teammate which was all your team needed to cinch victory for the round. And I won't roll as this as GM. I'll just narrate what happens on a successful razzle-dazzle. Um, so Xiang throws a bunch of fire blasts. And unfortunately, um, your team is having trouble pacing this time. Uh, Dallas A is extremely formidable, Fumi. Um, and she blasts you back one zone, losing ground. And then she blasts uh, Mao back one zone. And so things look bad. There's a high chance of a knockout when Xiang pulls out this razzle-dazzle. Uh, and so she just starts casting so many fireballs left and right that for a moment she is holding off all three of your opponents. Um, I'd like for you to mark inspired 
Um, you're inspired at least until you mark uh, your next condition uh, in case that comes into effect. And I'm just going to call this a hit, not uh, a 10 plus. Um, and so the opening that she creates uh, is for you because um, they're trying to spotlight you the whole way. And so she throws up um, her last two, two blasts on the left side flank at uh, aiming at Dallasse and sets you up for a moment where Dallasse is off balance. You're lined up with her. And so she knows that's your, your default pick for someone to focus on. And so I'll let you describe um, whatever you do in terms of a move to knock Dallasse off. Is this like one of the highlight moves then? No, it's not a highlight move. It's pure fiction. And oh, you can okay. you can just say what you do so we okay. can picture Fumi. And this doesn't have to be the announcer voice. We'll use that for the next, for round three. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, Fumi like immediately follows in the fire, like kind of sweeping under it and does like an upper hook that doesn't uh, like, of course, make direct contact with Dallas A, but sends like a huge blast of wind at her, um, sending her up off the air, up off her feet to fly back off the arena. Oh, oh that's my God! Fun. Hype, 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 hype. <laughs> well, that's something we haven't seen before. Only an airbender could pull it off. Look at the lift on that lady, and Dallas A is very uh, awkward looking in the air. Was totally caught off guard by this uplift. Um, and just flails before catching the back edge of the uh, arena or the platform. You see for a moment that her hand catches the edge and you see her fingers, like she's just barely dangling and hanging on. And then she lets go and falls into the water below. Boobie just calls out Fighter, sorry. <laughs> I admire you. You're not sorry. <laughs> that is the shouting from the stands <laughs> and so for two out of three folks the announcer voice comes on we would normally call that a victory but for today's exhibition match we will play the third round out and we will only give them a victory if they hit three out of three otherwise we just keep playing because we know you want to see these airbenders fly <laughs> and people just go nuts for this um once you reset um you know, you collect yourself, you have the opportunity to choose your next move. But first, I want to go to Lynn and a MOOC and ask uh, any other arena moves that you'd like to do mid-match? Oh, I didn't even realize it was a possibility. I mean... Can you give us the, uh, the choices one more time? Because I know it's Scout. It's the only one that for some reason my brain decided to remember. <laughs> I don't remember right. the other three. <laughs> That's all right. So there's motivational speech... There's unconventional training program, which I guess it would be hard to summarize all of these e efficiently, but unconventional training program mm -hmm. is, um, is for pre-match. So that's probably, we'll rule that out. Mm -hmm. uh, place your best mm -hmm. we've already touched on, scouting report we've touched on. So the one that remains is be aggressive, which is when you hype the audience up in support of your team with sidelines antics, uh, you oh. make a rallying cheer. Now you have to make up a rallying cheer, so some words. Pinkies, but I feel like that BTL, sounds like the one you What do you think, Jinkies? I say we go for it. 
I mean, we don't. I don't know. We can't lose anything, right? I mean, yeah. unless <laughs> if we miss, they'll mark a condition. Nikki, how many conditions do you have marked? Zero, None. right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What is there to lose? Right. Do you want to roll? Oh, gosh. Oh, like, I guess my passion is bad. So this might be. Nikki, I'm so sorry. Oh, wait, Nikki, I'm so sorry. Oh, God. So, should we min max? Well, my we can max. Is- Think of think of who would be most likely to do the chant. Oh well, Jinky's already already established that. Okay, Lynn's yeah. yelling. Already shouting. Yeah, 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 yeah Lynn's yeah. doing it. Mookie still looks still too depressed to to try to start a chant. Oh right no! He would join so in sorry. on the chant oh, if it's expiring enough. That's so right. It if good. it warms him up a bit, he'll join. But yeah, it's one. It's another yeah. thing to lead the chant. Um, <laughs> Lynn is chanting. Foo me sweep, foo me sweep, foo me sweep. I love it. <laughs> oh, wait, that's going to be a nine. Nice. Yeah. Well, I heard a noise from Gus and I wasn't sure if there was something wrong or if you said something, Gus. Oh, no, I was going, hey. Oh, hey, okay. <laughs> I think I got lag from you, so I was like, hey. And uh, I just wasn't sure if you were, like, disappointed with the nine or scheming oh, somehow. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you get a nine on Be Aggressive, Lynn. As you succeed, uh, the pro benders hear your chant. They appreciate your efforts. Um, since there's only one pro bender PC on your team, I'm assuming you pick Fumi. Um, she would clear a condition if she had one. Uh, other than that, um, no mechanical benefit. But boy, isn't it fun to chant? We're just real excited. <laughs> the whole stadium like, ooh, me, sweep. Ooh, ooh me, sweep. And that's sweet. what's important. Can yeah. we clock Mr. Cabbage Man's tea? What's he thinking about this? Oh, you want to just take a look down at Woshi Ikeru and see if you notice anything? Yeah, I mean, his star player just got swept off the platform. The entire stadium is now chanting for the other team. And I hope he's a little bitter. Mm-hmm. Well, you look over, Lynn. And to your dismay, he does not seem upset at all. I'm going to go he's crash his cabbage cart. I swear to God. standing there with that <laughs> sinister smile. Great, great. Should we try to steal something from him? From his from his box? That is such a bad idea. Absolutely, says Will, but not says Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> what does Lynn say? I'm curious. No, we we have to watch Fumi. It'd be so messed up to leave and not support her. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right. Did we get snacks before the match started? Oh, yeah. Amuk was never going to pass up an opportunity with no snacks involved, despite how depressed he is. He's oh, always God. snacker. Lynn's going to pass Amuk <laughs> the popcorn. <laughs> then we'll go back to watching. Thanks, Trades with We're the fireflies. And I love the question that you asked, um, Gus, because you are able to do other things during this match, right? You're not limited to the arena moves. So if you think of anything else before, after, during, 
that's fine in future as well. All right, folks, it's time for the final round for this game. You hear conflicting chants in the crowd. Fumi sweep on one end, Dallas A on the other, and the energy in the house is incredible. Um, the announcer uh, gives the signal. The buzzer goes off. Fumi, what have you chosen for your last highlight move? I feel like since we're highlighting the airbenders, the only correct way to end this is a fatul. Oh. <laughs> I love that. And I already rolled, um, and I rolled a 9 plus 2 for passion, so that's an 11. Excellent. <laughs> oh. Listen. She's too powerful. <laughs> Not just incoming. He's going to go pro. Okay, so the dual move says, when you engage in a furious back and forth exchange of blows one-on-one -on -one with an opponent, roll with passion. On a hit, which she got, you cast your opponent off the arena, making an opportunity to win the round. Describe how you use your martial prowess to remain in play while knocking your opponent down. Um, what was the number again? 11. 11. On a 10 plus, pick an option from the list. Have you chosen your option? I forget if you said it. Oh, no. Actually, I had it. Okay. <laughs> so you can. Um, well, let's see. I, you're ending on this, so I guess these ones won't carry a ton of weight. Um, actually, they could yeah. carry weight outside of the match. So you already have inspired from a previous move, um, but you could give... Yeah, I would say probably yeah you could give yourself yeah. prepared until the next time you mark a condition, you have that status. Um that's probably the best thing since you're ending this, right? Yeah. No, I, that's that's exactly what I'm going to do then. Awesome. And if there were multiple PCs, uh, they would all receive this benefit. Um, so that's dual is a powerful move. All right. Well, tell us, Fumi, describe for us in detail how you use your martial prowess in this duel. Andy, um... Airbenders are one-on-one -on -one now. They're going back and forth while the others back away to the side. It's it's a tornado out there, folks. They're, uh, <laughs> Delta pushes Fumi back, and she's almost at the line, but doesn't quite go all the way back. Fumi spins around with a, a kick that sends another air blast. And Delta back scoots a little bit further back. We're almost there, folks. One of them is going to go off any second now. They both send a huge blast of air at each other. Oh, is that there's a, a whirlwind in the middle. And as Fumi powers it up, it slams into Delisay, knocking her off the arena. Fumi sweep, Fumi sweep. Being a sports sweep. commentator apparently is something oh difficult. <laughs> The sports commentator says in the mic, that was hard after she announced that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm winded just like from saying that. From that. <laughs> Boom, me, sweep. Boom, Boom me, sweep. sweep. Boom, me, sweep. 
I love that there was a whirlwind <laughs> that like generated in the middle of the arena between the two of you. Again, no rules against whirlwinds at this point. So bring, bring your own tornado from home and yeah. you're good. Technically, um, you could just air drown people right now in this exhibition match, right? Like there's no rules against. Oh my God. There's rules against, against that. killing people, Gus. <laughs> oh, they won't oh. die. They'll just bleed a lot. Oh like, my God. What's the worst that happens? It's just air. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the lack now, of it. The, the audience <laughs> cheers and we just see a montage of continued um, mini matches. Your teams are encouraged to continue playing just for fun. It was just for fun anyway. There's no bracket or tournament officially for airbenders to be included in pro bending yet. But it's obvious that people love what they're seeing. And after uh, the exhibition goes on for some time, um, you know, Fumi, you are quite fatigued. And to keep up the show, I would like for you to mark one fatigue. Um, to give your best okay. for the rest of the exhibition. Let's be at five fatigue. Okay. Ooh. And afterwards, the announcer says, "Well, thank you, everybody. Let's let's have uh, the teams uh, properly bow to each other, exchange greetings, and uh, also meet the respective coaches and sponsors. Thank you all for coming." And so the platform is joined um, by. Woshi Keru and uh, Zephyr Sky Dancer and the two coaches of the Eel Hounds and the Buzzard Wasps, respectively. And so, Fumi, um, you now see Woshi Keru up close. Uh, your team forms a line, their team forms a line, and you start walking by each other and greeting each other. And so, some bow, and and some go. Some of the uh, the opposing team members go straight for a hug. Dallas goes in for a hug and says, "That was incredible. Nice work." Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you. You're. I. I really look up to all you've done here. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm your new so fan, so. <laughs> Hopefully see you around. And the line continues on. Zama, the, the firebender, uh, you know, kind of just gives you finger guns as he passes by. Rochek didn't seem to take it as well, getting blasted off in the first round by you. And so he's just kind of like, yeah, it was good. Good game. Good match. <laughs> and Woshikeru goes for a handshake. I'm curious if you Ruby accept is it. is not thinking about it, so she is going to accept it. Okay. She is too hyped on the match right now. Okay. Oh, gosh. And uh, you feel him put something in the palm of your hand as he just takes your hand with both hands and gives you a firm, emphatic handshake and smiles uh, at you, Fumi. Great work. Great, great work. Stunning. Um, thanks. And you just feel in the palm of your hand a very small scroll. Just a tiny note wrapped very tightly. He was the last person in line, so you don't have to greet anyone else. Once again, everyone bows to much applause. 
and you are escorted uh, to the back room with your team out of the main arena. Fumi's going to look at that. Okay, yeah. Fumi, when you get a little moment to yourself, um, you know, folks are cleaning up and trying to freshen up after uh, the match and prep to perhaps go out and greet more of the audience if that's what you want to do. It's it's not an obligation. Um, But you're in the back room that belongs to your team for this moment. And you open this note. And there's no words on it. But as you open it, there's a puff of some type of dust that you inhale. Do you just, do you just anthrax Fumi? I can't believe he just anthrax Fumi. He's just a child. And we cut oh to Lynn and a mook. Steve. Lynn and a mook. You place bets on this match. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you placed a bet in favor, uh, the larger bet in favor of Fumi and the eel hounds. And so yes. let's let's see the roll. I'm so scared. Uh, that is an eight. Okay. We On a hit, you can collect money. your winnings. You earn the ire of your bookie. They're likely to watch you more carefully and demand a higher wager next time. But you now have enough money in your hand, Lynn, to pay for Jingmin and Amuk to have rent for one month. <laughs> this is the most exciting moment of this podcast because we have two friends that are no longer homeless. The bookie <laughs> oh, looks thought, at you and plan... then he... Ch- yeah. I thought your plan was to just like stick them in a room together and say, figure it out. <laughs> well, I didn't say where the room would be, Diva. <laughs> That's fun. It's so good. And the bookie looks no. at the list and looks at your face again, Lynn, and says, wait a second. You placed two bets, one against the other team, didn't you? I'd like for you to <laughs> roll again for your one. second bet. The covered now, ground, you know. God's green earth. Oh, that dice landed in my pile of other die. Uh, it's gonna be a five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was getting excited and trigger happy there because I wanted to see. You know, we had asked for two uh, wagers, but I'm only supposed to activate this the rest of this move if it comes to pass. Right, so the wager against them doesn't do anything. It's just money that's lost in the pot. <laughs> so that's I'm right. sorry. I accept that. That would have been fun to see. Uh, to see uh, if he takes the money back out of your hands for some reason after your first. <laughs> oh, we would have been crying. <laughs> Actual tear. <laughs> what an emotional roller coaster that would be. But yes, you get to keep your winnings. Um, and let's cut to Jing Min. Jing Min. You've had some cups of tea now. You've had a moment of perhaps real meditation, um, maybe for the first time, at least in a long time, as far as we've been able to see with Min. Mm. Some time passes 
in this new place. Um, you get to know some of the names of bunkmates, people, but you've been you've been permitted to have your own room, uh, which you realize as you go through the facility uh, beneath the Woozy Crown is not typical. You seem to be getting preferential treatment. Mm. I'd like to ask you if you'd do anything. You see all the regulars around. Donna and Perla are having a drink. Uh, the Woozy Crown brings food and drink downstairs. You can have your pick of anything you'd like to eat, and the food is quite good. Um, LJ is there, not knowing his true name, the Leather Jacket Man. <laughs> and Kumadi could also be sought out. But I'm just curious if you, if you have free space, if you'd like to do anything. Otherwise, I'll, I can happily yeah. present something to you. Um, I think because Jingmin is the little untrusting raccoon girl that she is <laughs> I think she'll try to find a way to traverse the sort of headquarters the red monsoon headquarters whatever that she's in like silently maybe if mm. they're like rafters along the ceiling and she wants to just traverse this space to see if she can find anything out maybe if there's maybe there's Maybe there's more that, you know, Humadi isn't telling her. She just oh. wants to eavesdrop and and espionage okay. her way into some information, hopefully. If she doesn't find any information, then it means that Kumadi is trustworthy, you know? But Okay. I could see this as an assessed situation, or I could focus on the stealth and go for like a rely on your skills and training. I think let's do that. Rely on your skills and training. Give me a focus roll. I also have um it's funny. It's funny. We were just talking about these two words. I have a move called wait and listen. <laughs> oh yeah. Um yeah, when you assess the situation while taking the time to use your extraordinary skills to absorb hidden or deep information, mark one fatigue to roll a fatigue to roll a focus instead of creativity. Would you say this could apply here? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll allow that. That's okay. that's exciting. Heck yeah. So I will mark a fatigue, and I'll roll assess the situation with, with focus, focus instead of creativity, and mm -hmm. I'll become prepared. Forget what prepared does, but. <laughs> All right. Ba -da -ba -da. Ba -ba -ba -da -ba -ba. Assessing. I mean, you can clear it at any time to, to take plus one to an appropriate role or to avoid marking okay. condition. So you can hang on to it. Okay. Heck yeah. I'm assessing an eight. Okay. What question would you like to ask? Mechanically, because I know what you're going for in terms of goal, but. Yeah. There are questions, Steve. There, there are, are questions with this move. Oh, here they are. Um, I guess what should I be on the lookout for is the one that stands out. Mm -hmm. What, but specifically like in terms of information. Like I said, she's trying to figure out if the red monsoon's really about like pushing against the red lotus. So I guess anything like in terms of finding that out like she wants to if she should be on the lookout for like people conversing maybe like hushed conversations mm -hmm. 
So I guess yeah. yeah, I wish I'd be on the lookout for the one I'll choose. Okay. Jingmin, as you scale the rafters and make your way through this facility and it's, it's several levels, you overhear many uh, conversations. People talking about the activity of the Red Lotus, them being behind uh, the missing artifacts and relics. Um, you hear things that confirm what you've suspected all this time. That the Red Lotus, uh, one guy says absolutely emphatically that they were behind the bombing of the police archives. Mm. Um, and by the time you get uh, to, oh yeah, let's say Kumadi's meeting room, um, it's quite dark, very low light, and she's sitting down having a serious, quiet conversation uh, with two people whose faces you cannot see because they are fully wrapped. I mean, these people look mm. like they're ready to be sent out on a hit and to stay totally mm. anonymous. And because of your extraordinary abilities to sense and to pick up information, you can just make out what Kumadi says hanging from the rafters up there. She says, I'm unsure of the next step, but I think we need to find this one called Shadow Paw. Our intelligence suggests that the way people summon her when they want to hire her for a job is to use a very specific scent. We have to make this tincture. And she unfolds a piece of paper and puts it in front of the two um, hench people. If you cannot find her, at least find these things so that we can summon her. I had one of the ingredients in a vial, but unfortunately it has since been taken from me. Other than that, keep an eye out for Cho. I believe he has it and must pay. And we will cut for tonight. Ah. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. I'm sorry that we won't resolve what happens with Fumi yet. Oh. Is the secret scent that summons Shadowpaw anthrax? <laughs> You're on to something. I I still think Shadowpaw's a spirit. That's that's my guess. Shadowpaw's a spirit. Shadowpaw we'll votes in us. Discord. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all. This was a super fun session. I'm glad we got to try out some of the arena moves and highlight moves mm. for pro bending. Um, thank you, everybody who supports us. If you haven't yet, uh, take a look at patreon.com uh, forward slash justifiermedia. Uh, that's one way to support us. If you haven't joined us in Discord, that's great too. We love to get to know you better there. And um, I've got some things to figure out as usual. Um, <laughs> but one thing uh, to think about for the top of next session, uh, Nikki, is um, aspects of fame. Uh, now that you've had this real mm. moment of, of success, um, what implications there may be for that. So I don't know off the top of my head, so we'll take a look at that and make sure that Fumi gets appropriately famous. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh I'm my God. having fun. Yeah? Can 
if you are listening to this, you are not following us on TikTok, please fix that. Please <laughs> yes. fix that. Um, we're doing a series where every day we're talking about a new TTRPG system that isn't like a DND or a mainstream uh, system. So if you want to learn more about TTRPG systems that aren't Avatar Legends or Scum and Villainy, hop on over there. We're making a lot of content there. And I would love to see you guys over there. Good call out. Thank you for that, Will. And Will's doing a fabulous job on there. Um, thank you, Will, for your efforts on the Tickety Talk. Everyone, it's great to see you. I missed this. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Relics of the New Republic is an Avatar Legends actual play podcast produced by Dustfire Media. As an independent production, your support helps us to continue putting out content like this. We'd like to thank our White Lotus Agent patron members like Makura. If you're interested in supporting Dustfire Media, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dustfiremedia, where you can access exclusive content including The Forge, our Patreon exclusive show. Dustfire Media seeks to remain family-friendly, but this is an improv storytelling game, and the players may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Till next week, seek harmony. <laughs>